to the Unsophisticated Palate, a podcast about all things wine, beer, and spirits. Each week, join us on our journey as we drink and delve into different alcohol-related topics. I'm Mark. And I'm Jen. Cheers. Cheers. Ah, oh, that's that good ringing to the glass. I love it. That sound makes me so happy. It makes me happy, too. It's just, I don't know, something quite magical about it. This wine is good, too. It is a great wine. I know. I love this one. It's a really good... What is this? A Chardonnay? It's a Chardonnay. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorites, too. I love it. Mm-hmm. So um, what are we talking about? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> we got lost in I the mean, wine we just, we're just sitting like... sitting here talking mm-hmm. about this delicious Chardonnay. Oh, yeah, I know. We both... You know a wine is good when it, like... I know. It, I know. Like that. <laughs> Do you want to know what it is? Yeah. It's a Ferrari Corona. Ooh. Yeah, it's delicious. I like I actually for everyone. I've, I've um, yeah. taste tested there before. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, I've never been there, but I've wanted to go there. I hear the winery is really pretty. It's up in Healdsburg, right? Uh, actually, it was a tasting room I was in or of oh. some sort. It was up in um, uh, the peninsula somewhere. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, good to know. Yes. Um, anyway. Anyway, back to Delicious Chardonnay. <laughs> really buttery, smooth. It is. I'm going to um, take another sip while you tell us okay, what well, we're, anyway, we're today, doing today. So... We've done one episode on wine terms already, and we had so much fun looking them up, and we learned a lot ourselves, and we know we got feedback that other people learned a lot too. So One of our we, top listened to episodes. It was. So we were like, you know what? Let's do another. <laughs> well, there's so, so many. There are so and we had so many wine terms, and actually, I only went back to a few of the ones that we didn't talk about. I actually went back, went and looked up other wine terms because I had fun researching the other ones. Yeah. So... Um, I went and did more research because I just... I actually did too. Yeah. I thought I'd just go back to the old list. And I, 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 I thought I was just going to go back to the old list too. And I was like, eh. Um, so anyway, we have some new fun wine terms for you that you can add to your repertoire. Um, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. So Mark, get us started. What do you have for us? Okay. I'm going to start by talking about open or closed because people often say oh this wine is open or it need it's needs to be opened or it's closed or, or whatever it may be so i actually just said it the other night did you i i, I did i was um at you dinner with fancy. some I, you know what <laughs> it does make you feel fancy when you say it but sometimes it's just the right term to use yes we opened a bottle of wine and i literally turned to a friend and said this wine needs to open yeah so tell us what tell why don't you tell them what I what, meant? What you meant? Well, yeah. Jen, what you meant by opening, um, it's really kind of a term. Both of them are terms signifying a wine that is ready to drink. So that would be open. So it's ready to drink. So sometimes that may mean it needs to age a little longer in the bottle. Sometimes it may need it needs to, and we'll talk about this a little bit more later. Breathe, um, get a little bit more air, spend some you know some time out there to open open up fully open. Um, and so that's opening. Um, and so a closed wine, on the other hand, would be an undeveloped, underdeveloped and or young wine that's flavors are not exhibiting well. So and, and you can kind of again, it's it, it with time and, and all these things take time and practice. Uh, as we've talked about, when I first started tasting wine, I tasted red wine or white wine. And that was about it. It's, it's that's what it tastes like. But over time, you can develop it. And you can actually like you, you do after you hit a certain point. You, you drink it and all of a sudden you just kind of know this wine, if it sits out a little bit longer or if this were to stay in the bottle and if I were to drink this in a couple of years, you just know that that's where those flavors would go. Exactly. It's so funny. Like we were joking. We're like, oh, it's just so tight. It's so tight. <laughs> <laughs> tight, but people, I've heard people use yeah, the word tight too it's, and that's similar. It's, it's, it's how it feels when you're tasting it. You're like, I know if there was just a little bit more air in there. It's weird. It is. It does come with time though. The more 
You just have to put the time and effort in, people. You just have to drink, 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 and then... Well, and it's more than just drink. I'm yeah, talking I about this it's on the true. testing one. You take that time and reflect, and, right. and you know, you let it roll around the mouth to get the mouth feel. Yeah, we're going yeah. back to mouth feel. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorites. Um, <laughs> so, so anyway, but, but if you take a little bit of time, you can... Again, it, it's interesting to me how once I kind of... W- with enough time, I actually got there, and, and I'm like, this is what people are talking about. So yeah. open and close, what people are talking about, that's what they're talking about. It's It's that... Is the is the flavor there? Is it ready to drink, or or are the flavors just not quite there yet? Absolutely, that kind of goes along with my next wine terms, actually, which is mature and young. So that kind of goes with a ready to drink thing too. So a mature wine is a wine that's reached its peak complexity, mm-hmm. and that means it's matured and it's ready to drink, um, and. A young wine is a wine that has been bottled and sold within a year of its vintage. It doesn't mean that it's not ready to drink necessarily. Um, it still can be ready to drink, but um, it just mean that means that it's not quite as old. But usually, if it's, it's, it's a newer. It's wine. a newer wine. Uh, well, but, young, I guess. Right, it's not, just right? young. Well, because um, you said it's within a year, so it's like they harvested it, then they bottled it. Or they harvested, fermented, and bottled it, and put it out all in right. Like a so year. it's a freshie. Yeah, <laughs> freshie. right. It's a freshie. <laughs> New wine term. Um, and so they tend to be fresh and crisp um, in their flavors, and not as mature as a wine that has aged a lot longer and has reached its peak complexity. Yeah, and I think as as we're saying this, and tell me if I'm crazy, but as I'm as 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 we're talking this through, I thought that open and closed and mature and young were very similar and they are, but as I think about it, open and closed is more for once you've poured that the is wine, true. That is whereas true. matured and young is more like in it needs bottle. more time in the bottle. That is true. Or or it's not spent much time in the bottle. That's true. Okay. okay. Yeah, you're right. And, you're no, that, that's right. good. Well, cause, and it, that just hit me now. So. Yeah. Well, and now that we're talking out of the bottle... Yes. I think we should move on to your next couple terms. Oh, which would be, and we we paired, as you guys can tell, a couple of these terms <laughs> together because they're very, very close. So the next is we're going to kind of cover breathe or decant. So that is, um, you know, the, this wine needs to breathe or let the wine breathe, or we're going to decant the wine. Um, so they're they're very similar. Decanting is basically. Um, a method of letting the wine breathe. So you would put it in a decanter, which is usually um, a big glass. It's got a big bottom and, and um, with kind of a really narrow top. There, are, you know, there are lots of different types of decanters, though. Actually, there are those super fancy yeah. loopy ones and. Right. Okay, so there's several different ways you right. decanter. But, but a lot of them idea, do have that big bottom. Well, because the idea is to get the wine exposed to as much air as possible, because the oxygen. And that exposure to the air is its breathing. That's right. letting the wine breathe. And you can let it do that in a glass. You know, I'm just let it breathe a little bit. But again, or you can let the bottle breathe in a decanter. Or you can decant it, which is putting it in a decanter. Or I don't think it necessarily has to be in a decanter to decant it. It's just some way that you're exposing it to air. But a decanter is the best way. I will say that the more I've learned about wines and I've kind of become, I don't know, a little snobbish. A little, yes, I wasn't going to use that <laughs> word, but um, I decant wines more and more. Really? I, I have noticed a huge difference that and aerating wines. Okay. And okay, can I just tell you one thing yeah, about yeah, it? The, yeah. cool, the coolest decanter I've ever seen. Okay. Yes. And you have seen this decanter too. Okay. Because they use it at one winery that we've both been to, um, House Family. Okay. Okay. So there is this decanter where it 
attaches to the wine bottle. It like, so imagine you screw it onto the top of the wine bottle, okay? Okay. It's decanter. And then you flip the whole thing over, okay? And it aerates the wine as it's decanting into the bottle. Just picture this. Okay. okay? So you see the whole thing pour in. And then if you want, you can just leave it in the decanter to be decanted. Or you can double aerate it and put it back into the bottle. (laughs) Flip it over. And it just goes right back into the bottle. So now it has been decanted once, aerated twice. And it's sitting in the bottle, so it's easier to pour. And then it can stay in the bottle, so it's easier to pour. Sometimes the decanters, anyway. Tough to pour out of. Back to, I'm sorry, that was a total aside. But it is hands down the coolest decanter I've ever seen. I've been to that winery several times, as you know. It's one of our favorites, but I've yet to see that decanter there. That decanter you'll notice it now okay yeah it has blown my mind like <laughs> and i have friends who have that decanter now because because they, they've seen it there and they're mm-hmm. like this is the best thing ever okay. um but a decanter really does make a big difference and in fact i'll go to restaurants and if i'm bringing a bottle of wine with me mm-hmm. i ask them to decant my wine oh okay yeah because nice. i i it does make a difference it helps open that wine faster yeah and, and that's what it breathing does is exposing it to the air it's kind of letting it get the oxygen so it's breathing and that's going to mellow the tannins a lot of times again it's just going to kind of really let all the flavors really fully come out right so when someone says it and it needs to breathe and again the kind of funny thing is as you do this more and spend more time with it you're going to start to notice the difference between it being breathed or not breathed Ooh, I like it. <laughs> Breathed or not, yeah. that aerated. I'm, I'm I guess picturing, the proper I'm picturing word. it like getting CPR or something. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it has been aerated. Um, um, so again, all those terms kind of interplay there. But let's move on and talk about... Corked? Corked? Yeah, okay. not something that's not fun that happens to wine. Oh. So yeah, so sometimes you'll get a bottle and it's, it tastes funky. And if a, you open a bottle and it has this like... M- really funky taste sometimes what happens is that wine has been corked and what that means is the cork has been tainted people describe the taste of a corked wine differently um some people describe it as like a musty mushroomy kind of taste Mm -hmm. i have only had corked wine a couple of times and to me it tasted okay so when i was a little girl there was this tinkerbell product it was there was this tinkerbell perfume that uh-huh. smelled like fake roses okay and <laughs> it smelled that like fake smell, roses not roses but right, fake right. roses you, can, you know there's a difference <laughs> there right? is a difference okay, That's I, funny. I, okay there is a difference the fake rose smell the smell of that is what this tasted like to me that you is, know how, like there's a smell taste yeah. association okay so the smell of that is what the corked wine tasted like to me it doesn't taste like that to other it's people. Good. It's what it tastes like to me. So it tasted like Tinkerbell perfume. <laughs> and I will never forget that. So then I had it re- like maybe three months ago. I was like, oh, my God, Tinkerbell perfume. This wine is corked. <laughs> <laughs> I called it. <laughs> and someone else tasted it. They're like, this doesn't taste like roses to me. This tastes like mold. And I was like, okay, well, you're tasting something different, but there's something bad. Either way, wine. it's not good. And yeah. it was at a restaurant. And I told the person, I'm like, your wine is corked. And then the person tasted it and they were like, this wine is corked. I was like, so weird. Um, So it does happen, but just know it's usually, and it doesn't happen often, but it's when your cork is tainted. But you know, cork, real cork comes from a tree and it can happen. I mean, who knows? You know, I don't know how it actually happens. I'm just... Well, it well, it's it's part of nature. And it is. You I'm know, fortunate I've never had um, a It's, it's by something called TCA, apparently. Okay. And I'm not, you want me to tell you what it stands for? 
Sure. Should I try to pronounce it? I, I would just, I'm just saying yes just because I want to hear you say it. Trichloroanisole. <sighs> that was actually pretty damn good. That's very disappointing, <laughs> Jen. You did so well. You took all the, the fun you out You don't of know it. if that's real. Well, but it sounded real, and <laughs> that's the key. If I, I mean, had I tried think that's to what say it, is. it. I don't know. Anyway, it's something like that. Anyway, yeah. so that's what corked is. Yeah, if I tried to say it's it, it's a sad thing when that happens, especially when you're really looking forward to a good bottle of wine. Oh, I would imagine. Like I said, I'm fortunate I've never had that, but I would. I'm yeah, you'll know. Dreading the day. Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell perfume. And whatever it tastes like, that's what I'm going to assume Tinkerbell perfume smelled like. Yeah. At least that's what happens to me. <laughs> okay. Well, so let's move on to um, what could be good or bad, I guess, depending upon your um, taste profile and, mm-hmm. and what kind of palette. wines you like, your palate. Ooh, or maybe um, your um, vino type. Your vino type. Bring that guy back. Yes. From our last um, t- terms. Uh, wine terms episode. Yes. So depending upon your vino type, you might like a fruity or jammy wine. And fruity tends to be... Um, fruits that ex- exhibit strong smells or the flavors of fresh fruit. So when you smell it, when you put your nose in there and you're taking that nose and that bouquet, you can really get them very strong fruit flavors. Or when you're drinking it, you're going to really taste a grape or a you know, blueberry or a whatever the berries or fruits may be. So that's it. it it's very, um, I'm going to sneak in another little phrase here, fruit forward, if you will, Ooh. where you can really, and when I say that, it's just that you're really tasting that fruit. So that's fruity again some people love that i actually don't mind a fruity wine if it's not too fruity uh, I, i'm it with you be on that punching you in the face it should just be but it should be i like a good fruit flavor <laughs> punching you in the face yes it shouldn't be that and then there's jammy um, and jammy is similar but instead of fruit again it's more like a jam so that's much it's much sweeter you're getting the fruit but it's a lot more sugar with it too um it can also be a little raisiny and or pruney, um, depending. Um, so, so they're usually, it's usually not considered good to be jammy. Jammy is kind of when fruity is is gone amok and punched you in the face. Oh, <laughs> perhaps. Well, but some people do like a jammy wine, and they do really like that that super sweet fruity flavor. Yeah, not you, me. I, I am shocked that you don't like it. You know, I, I like I, my ports. I like yeah. I like a good fruity wine, but the jammy is for me just a little too much. I think. Huh. This is just a huge surprise. Sorry, I'm, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say down. I'm disappointed. <laughs> I'm just shocked. He loves everything that's sweet. Wow, I kind of do. Yeah, kind of do. Um. Okay. So, bottle size. There are... But size know, doesn't matter, Jen. Oh, it does. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want Uh-oh. anyone to think that it's... That no. just got awkward. I know. <laughs> so, you know, you have your regular size bottle, right? The 750 milliliter, your average size. I mean, there are the tiny guys too, but we don't want to talk about them. There's no half bottles here. <laughs> we're not going to talk about half bottles. <laughs> um, so, but we're going to talk about the big guys today. <laughs> we're going to talk about the Magnum, the Double Magnum, and the Jeroboam. I don't know if that's how you actually say it. Jeroboam? Jeroboam? I like Jeroboam. I'm going to say, I'm gonna say the Jer- bomb. I mean, I'm saying it Jeroboam because that seems... Uh, that's fits. how I read it. So the Magnum is the size of two bottles, right? Now, that guy seems big. Yeah. Well, right? And I mean, it is a big bottle. It right? is a big it's, bottle. It's the size of two bottles. Yes. It's a lot of wine. Yes. And when you look at it next to a 750 milliliter bottle of regular wine, it looks like a big bottle. It is. And, and as we talked about in our gifting episode, it's a fun 
way to gift totally. wine because it's like you know you can get them fairly inexpensively and yet it's pretty impressive right yeah so i was at silver oak in healdsburg and i'm in this wine cellar mm-hmm. and i am surrounded by all these bottles yeah. and i saw some of the biggest bottles i've ever seen in my life Uh-oh. and at the very bottom are these huge bottles and i asked the guy i said what is that and he goes that's a jerry bomb <laughs> and i said what is that? What is that? <laughs> and he goes, well, it's the size of six bottles of wine. So six, six bottles, bottles of wine in one bottle. Now, what that does is it dwarfs everything else. So now the regular bottles look <laughs> like the little ones you get on airplanes, you know? Like, <laughs> like they look so tiny. So, though, and, okay, so hold, I'm, that looks tiny. There's also a double magnum, which is the size of four bottles. So you have the magnum, two bottles. Double Magnum, four bottles. Jeroboam, six bottles. And all I can think is how the heck do you pour anything out of that bottle? I can tell you, Jen. No. <laughs> go ahead, Mark. La- not this Thanksgiving, but the prior one. We had a yeah. double Magnum bottle of, mm-hmm. of, of wine. And it was good wine, actually, surprisingly good. Um, and uh, <laughs> it's both hands and very delicate. One person, two people. One person. But there's a double. Now, the... The Jeroboam, I think, might be much tougher, but the double magnum was manageable. Um, and you just kind of tilt and, and pour, and, and it was a lot of fun, though. And we demolished that thing. I bet. It, it did not last. I, was it the, kind of like a challenge? Like, we are going to finish this? Well, it didn't need to be. I mean, there, I want to say there was eight of us or so yeah. there. So, Although, actually, I guess four bottles, eight people. <laughs> and Don't do the math now. Don't do well, the math now. The, the struggle with the math is, is that... I think the majority of that bottle went down between myself and my son. I don't know how many other people really got too much out of that bottle. Um, and well, I'm pretty proud. Well, no, if you want to talk proud, <laughs> here's here's quick proud here, Jen. And and I don't know if this should be proud or not. But this past Thanksgiving, we did not have the Magnums or the Jerobombs or anything else. But over the course of, I think it was two days, I want to say there were 10 of us. I, we, I, we put down, it was, I think we counted 30 bottles. <laughs> That was a that lot impressive. of wine. That's impressive. <laughs> it was a lot of wine. We were feeling really you know, good. I'm, I actually am proud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I, yeah, I'm pretty proud. It's about a ball and a half a day. That's not per person. No, that can't be right. I don't know. There was again, a lot again, of wine. Maybe I would not do the math. Us. Don't anyway, do the math. Yeah, we don't do the math. No, no, now, now the number has increased. Did you guys <laughs> hear that? The number of guests has increased because you realized how much wine there was. <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to go back and Wait, no, there were 20 of us. Hold on. Let me count. Whatever the makes this sound came okay. over. I think the dog started drinking. We put that in his bowl. He loves Chardonnay. <laughs> Whatever doesn't make us sound like really raging alcoholics. Oh, That's man. the number. Oh, man. Okay, let's move okay, moving on. on. Why yes. don't we talk about something else? Uh, I would actually like to talk about Old Vine. Mm, yeah. Because um, one of my favorites um, of all the wines is a good Old Vine Zinfandel. Um, and Zinfandel is good, but the Old Vine is better. And so I wanted to know a little bit more about Old Vine. And so Old Vine is a vine that is a minimum of 35 years. So that vine has been in the ground producing grapes for at that. least 35 years. Many of them are over 100 years, especially when you get over into France and, and some of the old world. Um, some of those vines can be very, very old. So, And, and it's, you, I don't know, it's interesting that you can taste the difference. It's a much deeper, more complex, I think, kind of a flavor. Um, and I just really like my old vines in. I do too. Yeah. I agree with you. I can taste it too. Yeah. I can taste the difference. 
Yeah, if, if when I look on the label, if it says it's an old line Zen, then I'm in. Yeah. Oh, hey, that rhymed too. <laughs> oh, look at you. You're a poet. <laughs> oh, man, we should have made all these rhyme somehow. We could have made a whole poem out of these wine terms. Well, next time. Next time. <laughs> next time. Um, so sediment. Yes. So you remember, you know, when you have some red wine. Now, this is, only applies to red wine, by the way, not white. Okay. Um, when you have a glass of red wine, particularly, I feel like the heavier reds mm-hmm. and you get to the end of the bottle you're left with that sludge yes yep that's sediment so and sometimes it's just a little and it's okay sometimes it's sometimes like a lot the other oh, day yeah. i had a ton and you know it's usually those heavy reds um and that's okay mm-hmm. i don't I'm like just... it when i get a little stuck in my teeth that's embarrassing yeah. um but it's the tannins um and the color pigments that fall out of the wine um that's been aging for several years so usually it's those older wines um the heavier, like I said, the heavier reds. And it's, you know, it's just kind of something you have to deal with. Yeah. And I think so a, lot a lot of times, times that's as they get the towards bottle. the end of the barrel, right? And that's yeah. where you get more sediment in the bottle. Because I've had the same vintage or whatever, and one's fine, the other one's heavy sediment. I agree. Yeah. Um, but I do notice it more with my glass, my bottles that have been aging longer. Um, and definitely my heavier reds. Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna start my Pinots, I don't notice it as much, but I definitely notice it with my cabs. Yeah, now I'm thinking about it. I, I don't know that I've ever had a, a Pinot with heavy sediment, yeah. but I've had several cabs with it. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Right. The and my blends, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like some of my blends, my heavier blends. And obviously with whites, you don't because you don't have the tannins and you don't have all of that. But your reds... Yep. Yeah. Well, and we'll talk a little bit about wine and how wine is made on an episode coming up very soon. Right. So, um, and uh, and so that will kind of go into that a little bit. Um, another, this one I wanted to throw out there just because I found it interesting, and it's a table wine. And I've heard table wines talked about a lot, and I always just assumed that a table wine is just kind of an inexpensive, simple dinner wine. It's a table wine, something you throw on the throw on the table, and let's drink right as opposed to a nice wine or a fancy wine or whatever i just kind of consider it as a low-end you know i'm home alone you know just a friend whatever i'm going to drink some wine that's not right (laughs) apparently um it actually has nothing to do with the quality or lack thereof of the wine um is actually how much alcohol is in the wine i did not know that yeah so if it's between 11 and 14 percent alcohol it's a table wine what does other wine have? Like regular, the non-table wine? Uh, well, it would be either more than or less than. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I'm a, in my head, it has other wine has more. I would alcohol. I would think because I don't know many out many wines that are that are really less than eleven percent. But a lot of your bolder, stronger reds or whatever are usually over 14, 14 okay. plus. So. Because I'm picturing like table wine is like your everyday drinking wine. Like oh, I'm just sitting here having a glass. Yeah. But I don't it's know. It's really determined by the alcohol. That's that's how it's defined anyway. Huh. Um, yeah. So okay. when someone says, Good let's have know. a table wine, check the alcohol content so you can call them on. I'm just kidding. Don't do that because then you'll just be a jerk. <laughs> you, don't want to be that, you don't want to be that person. No, don't be. <laughs> it can be they can be that person in your head. In the, oh, yeah. In your head. Oh, judge in your head. Totally judge away. Let's see. Oh, okay. So the next one is one of my favorites. It's the aperitif mm. or in Italian, aperitivo. Aperitif. I just like I like the word, I like the concept, and um, went to a Michelin-starred restaurant. Oh, you was, are so fancy! Oh my, it was amazing. That's a, that's a whole episode in and of itself. Probably ten episodes. It was such an amazing experience. Anyway, um, 
But one of the things I thought was so super cool is when we went in, one of the first things they said, would you like an aperitif? Okay, I hold, because I want to know well, what your aperitif is. No, but I want to know what it oh, was. Okay. It, but after I say what an aperitif is. Okay. Okay, so an aperitif is something that's typically served before a meal to stimulate your appetite. What was your aperitif? I don't remember. <laughs> For the love of God, Mark. <laughs> you think I would? This meal was like, I mean, we were there... I, three and a half, four hours. I mean, okay. it was it was not a meal. This was an experience, and we drank a lot that night uh, over the course. And the food was good and everything else. So, I don't unfortunately remember what I had. I do remember it was good. Um, and it doesn't have to be a wine or anything. Again, no. it's generally a cocktail. I believe sometimes right? it can be a cocktail. Um, sometimes it can actually be some bubbly, which oh, it yes. can serve. So bubbly can serve. I'm saying bubbly. I'm using that as a very loose term because it can be champagne, it can be this, it can be that. As if you listen to our Bubbles episode, there's so many forms that I'm just using the word bubbly to <laughs> generically. Cover them all. Um, so it can sometimes be bubbly because, and bubbly can be a before or after. So, but sometimes, so in Italy, a lot of times before dinner, they will give you bubbly um, oh. and as an aperitivo. And I, it's, one of my favorite things ever. Like, nice. like before dinner, you, they just give you a little glass of champ or a um, prosecco. Prosecco. Yeah. Or their sherry. Right. Um, yeah. So no. So any oh, kind of. Oh my a- god! It's. Uh, I'm sorry. Something to stimulate. And then, um, actually, this is not on here, but I'm just gonna throw it on there. It's not a term that Do I had talked about, but digestivo or a Ooh. digestive. Sorry, now I'm going Italian in my head. Um, a digestive is what you have after dinner, um, and amaro, which is something I. Um, I've talked about, I think I talked about it in a, the whiskey episode, yeah. um, was in whiskey cocktail, Amaro and Sambuca, I believe is one. Um, there's some others that are digestives um, that you have after the meal that help you digest what you've eaten. Oh. Um, so you have that after the meal and it helps you kind of like settle so your stomach. Before, some before, some after. after. Um, so you have your aperitif, aperitif you have your digestive, I'm telling you. And we know how to do it. I know. And then you just drink wine the whole meal and you're just And life is good. Life is good. (laughs) What else do you need? Okay. So we're going to move on to reserves. Yes. Um, So reserve. You often see it on a label. That's the such and such reserve. So it's a 2015 reserve or Mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. Um, It's really kind of of a... overused term quite honestly and it really varies based on the producer so it's just usually what it's referring to is it's their higher quality wine this is something that they it's it's either a special blend they did or this is was the really better part of the 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 batch if you will this is kind of whatever and so it's it's the reserve they've set it aside because it's it's better that's what it's supposed to represent um, and so generally if you're getting a reserve you can feel good about it but uh, again there's no regulating to that term and there are people who will just throw the name reserve on there to make it sound fancy when it's not <laughs> so um, you know if it's a reputable brand that you're comfortable with trust the reserve if it's not uh, it may not be. And that's interesting. your reserve. Hmm. Well, one term you may hear if you are out at a restaurant that's kind of fancy <laughs> is sommelier. Mm-hmm. Um, sommelier is technically a wine steward, but usually those wine stewards, especially if you're someplace reputable, is someone that has an actual degree 
in um, wine yeah. and has earned a like earned that degree. And that in, is not well, it easy is, to do. It is not easy to do. And there are multiple levels um, that you can earn in that arena. I don't know how else to put it. <laughs> um, and there's a diploma of sorts in that degree of study. And there are so there's so far you can get. You can become and very few become grand sommeliers. And um, there's a great movie called Psalm that you can watch that takes you through it if you really are interested. That's super cool. Um, that blew my mind when you really want to see what people go into. Like it's kind oh, of to do it. Yeah, it's unreal. Um, and they are so great in a restaurant. If there's a sommelier, use them. Tell them what you like. Tell them you know I want something local and I like big fruity cabs. I know whatever it's going to be. The, they are the true experts. Oh, so if I've they say that, if whenever wrong. I find out there's an actual sommelier at a restaurant, I I don't even I put the wine list down and then I call the person over because at that point and and. I put all, like, I don't even talk about, I, mean, I say, like, I want to spend this much. I like this. I don't even pretend that I'm fancy. Like, I'm like, <laughs> listen, you have a wine list that's full of different prices. I'm not going to pretend that I'm going to spend $250 on a bottle of wine. Yeah. You have a whole range of prices. I want to spend $70 on this. Tell me what you have within this price range. Here's what I like. And they'll say, Great. Here's what we have. Let me give you a few options. Let me give you a few tastes of something. Yeah. And they'll and never judge you. As they fact, never judge you. And they are awesome. I've and, had some when I'm like, oh, I want to spend 70, say 70. Yeah. And they're like, actually, I'm going to recommend this one at and 50 it's usually, or And they whatever. a lot of times do bring you something less expensive than what you want. That's better. Uh, more than. time. Exactly. More time. More times than not. I've had something like gotten something less expensive than what I was saying I would pay. Yeah. So and have they ever steered you wrong? Because I've yet never, to get I have a never bad been steered wrong by yeah. a sommelier. Agreed. So by all means, if there is a sommelier at a restaurant that you are at, by use them. Use Ugh. them and abuse them. Don't abuse them. Well, actually, no, don't abuse them. Treat them very well because they're bringing <laughs> yeah. you good wine. And they are so yeah. Please, I mean, they're amazing. Okay. Well, let's hit one more. Um, so and that is big and so this is a big wine yeah. or, or uh, you know so you've heard people talk about big wines and according to jen size matters so, it does and uh, i love them big she likes big wines <laughs> and big bottles <laughs> that's right if you got anything out of this episode that's that's what we're getting <laughs> that's what we're going with so let's go on to what a big wine is and oh, it's, God. it's uh it's got a lot of uh fruit to it a lot of alcohol to it um, so it's it's kind of again it's it's big it's bold it's strong um, it's again usually um, high in alcohol high in fruit flavor um, if it's in balance that's a good thing um, a good big balanced one well for for people who like that right um, because you're going to get those bold flavors and it's it's just going to hit you and I I'm one who does I like I like a nice big bold well balanced wine if it is not well balanced um, it can be too big. And then it's just going to overwhelm you, overwhelm your senses, your palate, everything else. Uh, or it's going to be too uh, too jammy, too fruity, too this, too that. So um, big just means it's 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 going to knock you, um, hit you hard with that flavor and that alcohol. Punch you in the face. It's going to punch you in the face, <laughs> but hopefully in a good way and not in a bad way. Right. Dude, we open we with op- punching and we're closing with punching. <laughs> maybe, maybe I shouldn't have said punch you in the face. I should have used something else. No, it, it can if it's a bad one. If it's poorly yeah. balanced, it, right. it can feel like you got punched. Right. Well, if there's anything anyone would like to add to what we've said today, 
If there are any wine terms you'd like to add, please contact us at theunsophisticatedpalette.com. We'd love to hear what you have to say. Definitely. And we've mentioned it. Rate us, share us, tell your friends and family. Yeah. And until next time, drink responsibly. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.